What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 209 of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton LaPlatt. Joining me, as always, we have the most generous squid in the sea, Jalen Roberts. So I need you to put your first parties on PC a little bit faster. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. By faster, I mean Bloodborne. <laughs> we got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about all the games I beat in 2022, which is going to lead into tangents about... League of Legends somehow and Persona. Fucking League. So yeah, Mother's Basement like is one of the YouTubers that I will consistently go in and like watch and listen and actually because Mother's Basement has been screaming about Chainsaw Man in the background just as long as we have. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those first. It, the, one like, thing, quick aside about Chainsaw Man, finished the first season, the manga's better. The manga's better. And that's because Fujimoto should have been making this fucking anime. That man knows cinema. Yeah. I mean, like, MAPPA and. They're just spread thin, and like they're producing quality. Like, yeah, it's good. It's a good anime, right? And they're doing really well with their adaptation. Like when they, when how they caught the the katana devil, how they made that scene cinematic, a one, right? But the thing about it is, Fujimoto's fucking insane. The problem isn't Mappa. The problem is Fujimoto's fucking nuts. Yeah, Fujimoto, but like that's the thing, Fujimoto doesn't like likes making manga that's why we've been getting the anime and the manga and the manga has been hitting like crazy lately like he prefers drawing and writing stories and telling through that medium and like we all are consuming all of that stuff and like because like goodbye airy look back like all of the fire punch you see it in fire punch too yeah, Fire Punch is like the art goes super nuts, but even when the art is like simple or like goofy. Oh, I'm not just talking like, about like the artwork itself. I'm talking about like he's using literal movie rules in his manga. Like he understands, uh, for example, the whole Maka covered, Makima covered in blood on the train when she's standing up. That scene looks so much scarier in the manga because he knows framing. She's center, she's center frame looking down at you. Blank face, like, yeah, because he's a fucking genius. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I could see him because Kubo working on the Bleach anime has just like paid off like so well. Like every single episode is like, here's the payoff of a manga panel. Like when they just do the art shift style, like with the Unohana fight and like the screenshot of the anime looks like a colored manga panel straight up. But this is something else I would like to say is also with bleach specifically is bleach. The reason why it's so important for Taikubo to be on for thousand year blood war arc is because Part of the reason why the original run of Bleach had pacing problems is because they skipped half of the Substitute Soul Reaper arc to go straight into the Soul Society arc. That's how we ended up with so much filler in the first place. Well, I mean, Bleach had filler 
and yeah, the original run, honestly, like I've been trying to tell people to watch Bleach, but they're like, should I start from the beginning? And I'm like, yes, but also I understand that is a colossal ask and there's a whole watch order and like there's all this stuff that goes along with that. Meanwhile, you could just read it, but I know I'm just like, gonna, I, I will be 100 with you. If you're just interacting with Bleach for the first time, download the Shonen Jump app, read it up into Thousand Year Blood War arc, and then let your mind get blown. I mean, it's not even because that. The thing though. about that arc, though, is that arc is also the most hard in the. But it's also like you need. The, the manga has time to really let you get into the nuances of that fucking power system. Because that's a fucking power system. That's not some arbitrary, you are the reincarnation of Muhammad and Abraham, so you get to have all these extra powers. It's straight up, nah, nah. There's a power system here. Even right. though there's the bit of that bullshit, it's just that our boy's built different. But then it's also like, Dawa's <laughs> wild cards are like, Basically, smartest guy who's insane, Ichigo built different, maniac, maniac, maniac. Yeah. I mean, like, there was a lot of doing the same thing, just hyper, like, more hype the next time. And that was, like, what Kubo was good at. It was, like, we set out this story structure with Soul Society, but, like, you can only have the cool fights last so long. So, but then what Kubo also does is he gives the fights different meaning. Like Ichigo right. versus Grimjo, each fight is about something completely different. Like, heck, their final bout wasn't even about Ichigo and Grimjo. It was about Orihime realizing what the hell Ichigo is. Yeah. Like, oh, man, what we have one ap- episode left, and it's an uh, hour long. Yep. Fuck. Yep. We have Tomorrow. an hour-long special. No, Monday. <laughs> yeah. Monday. Yeah, Monday we have an hour-long special. Fuck. Right. That'll be it. I'll have to... I, I'll rewatch it, obviously. Like, that's the one that, like, the second it ends, I'm starting from <laughs> episode one and just re-watching it because it's been so good and I haven't rewatched any episodes. The only episode that I watched more than once, I fell asleep the first time I was watching it because I was sick. But other than that, I've watched each episode one time, and I'm going to just sit down and watch through it beginning to end. And, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm going to say this right now. This has been a good season of anime. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been fucking eating. Yeah, we were saying 2022 we're going to be eating, and now it looks like 2023 we're going to be eating. Like, uh, So I made my list of games I beat this year. Because uh, FTO's on hiatus for the end of the year, like taking time off. Uh, so we don't have any more table cheese for the rest of the year. And I was like, but I don't want to miss a cheesy controller. So 2022, my list of all the video games I played, it, like not all of them that I played. Because if I played something for like under an hour or just like dabbled in it, I didn't really put it on the list. So, but these are, like, the games that I played, like, more than an hour of, more than one session of, more, like, yeah, all the games, in no particular order, because just looking at it, I'm like, the first game on this list, I definitely didn't watch until I saw Jujutsu Kaisen, or I didn't play until I saw Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. 
and that's Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles. Like, I actually played, beat, and was working on the Platinum for that game earlier this year. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, which is one of the new... So, I have a bunch of games on here that I played that weren't new, but then I have a bunch of games that are on here that are new. So, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel is a new one. Elden Ring, obviously. Game of the Year 2022 from the Game Awards. And in my heart... (laughs) Uh, I mean, heck, it's earned my Game of the Year. uh, We got Apex PS5. I played a lot of that earlier in the year. Jedi Fallen Order... Not Finally. a new one, right? I but and I got stuck, and so I put it down. But I really want to go back and finish that game because that game was, is really, really good. And Jedi Survivor's like early next year, right? Also, you're gonna also like you're gonna enjoy it more now that you've finished Elden Ring. Funny enough, well, no, I played it after I beat Elden Ring. It was when was it Obi Wan? Like the Obi Wan show was going oh, on, the, and oh, I was, right. they had the Inquisitors, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then played the game, and so like it's all this post Order sixty six like extended universe stuff that's all canon and is really cool. So yeah, I was just in a real Star Wars mood earlier this year, and a lot of these I only know realize I played this year because of trophy data and like. Switch stats. Uh, outside of that, I like a lot of these games. I feel like were years ago. Like TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I didn't realize I played through that game multiple times this year. <laughs> Trying to platinum that thing at one point. Yeah, all these smaller games that it's like I'll get like I'll have like an A rank on PSN profiles, which means like I have more trophies than the typical person playing the game. It's just I don't have S rank because I don't platinum them. Okay. So, multiverses was the next one on my list. Uh, multiverses that that was like that was that was a flash in a pan. I swear to God, like I, mean, I feel like still, so much hype around like, that came out because of Evo, but like yeah, between Evo and like the amount of characters that were happening, but it's like I, the seasons have just felt really long. I I don't need I don't know what season they're on currently because they just have had time and they were dropping characters left and right. Like they added Rick, they added Morty, they added LeBron, they added uh, Black Adam, they added Spike, they added Gizmo. They were just adding and adding and adding and adding. And I feel like I haven't heard about them adding anything. We are in season two. Right. For that game to have been out as long as... And I mean... It just feels like they haven't really been adding anything on. So, like, if we're being 100 here, the thing about fighting... Fighting games are always niche. That's something about it. Like, no matter what kind of fighting game. Like, Smash Bros. feels bigger than it is because that's one of the things you're going to get on your uh, Nintendo whatever the fuck. Right. So you can Everybody, like, that. it's one of the best... It's the best-selling fighting game of all time. Like, it's one of yeah, the and, games, and part of it is because it's not designed to be a fighting game. It's a fucking party game wearing a fighting game hat. Right. Like, Smash Bros., it just... It... I feel like always... It took fighting game and made it more of a context 
like fun local because fighting games are a typical thing that anybody will play locally typically even if they're not the best even like fighting games if you're in a room with somebody and they have two controllers and you're going to play something like it'll be racing fighting like your typical couch co-op staples so something like overcooked like and fighting games is just one of those things because fighting games like especially at like Madrid's old apartment there would just be people coming in hopping on Dragon Ball fuck it we playing and so one thing about Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball Fighters has Dragon Ball behind it if yep. you see Dragon Ball on screen, you're going to play Dragon Ball. Smash Bros. has Nintendo. Then it, on top of that, it has Pokemon, which like... All of Nintendo, they they got... And then they got the fighting game classics in there. Right. Terry's Ryu, in there. Like, Terry. Why is Smash Ultimate the first time in 20 years Terry and Ken got to fight each other? Like, bruh. But once again, Sakurai loves fighting games. He just right. wanted to make one that was easier for regular people to play. Yeah, like that's why Brawl, you don't hear anybody talk about Brawl. Or, and I mean, Smash 4 had a competitive scene, but I feel like Smash Ultimate just came and like... Oh no, Smash 4... I mean, Smash Ultimate is literally just riding off of what was built from Smash 4. Right, like Smash 4 like set it up and like it's... Ultimate, like, between the characters they added just between, like, the DLC of Smash 4 and then the characters they added in just base Ultimate plus all the DLC, like, was it eight, nine characters across the two DLC packs? So, just nine characters is enough for a I'd be close to ten if we're being a hundred here. I'm thinking Piranha Plant, Joker, Hero... Um, Ken Kazuya. Uh, no, Ken was Ken was just. I mean, not Ken. I meant Terry. Ultimate. I meant Terry. 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 Kazuya. Minecraft Steve. Min Min. Uh, Byleth. Uh, oh, right. I don't. I'm trying to think because now the one that we're missing is going to bother me. Smash DLC. Sephiroth. Ah. Pyra, Mira, and we forgot about Pyra, Mira, and Sephiroth. Pyra and Mithra. Yeah. More importantly, fucking Sephiroth. Right. And we didn't say Sora. And Sora. Damn. And Banjo Kazooie. Wow. Okay. One, two, three, literally, four, it was, five, six. There's ten characters total. Like, literally, 11 characters total. Seven. Okay, so yeah, that 11 characters is definitely enough for a roster, for a, like, fighting game on its own. Just those characters. Under today's modern standards, which fucking suck. I mean... I, 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 no, I'm not gonna let... I'm never gonna let this go. Fighting games used to sh- have, like, 30-something fucking characters in them all fucking rip. Straight up. I mean, Guilty Gear came with a pretty strong roster. Uh, Soul Calibur came with a pretty strong roster. Street Fighter VI is coming with a pretty good roster. Tekken's going to come with a good roster. And then, like, we're getting the benefits of it's going to be free to play. 
Like, well, no, Street Fighter's not, Tekken's not, but Project L and Multiverses are kind of opening, paving the way for there to be free-to-play Here, fighting games. Here's my thing about that, though. Here's my thing about that is, at the end of the day, the product most people are going to buy is the founders, here's all the characters that are on release. That's what people are going to buy straight up. Because people want the chance to try out all the characters, not whatever free to play, whatever for free to play list is up right now. Well, I mean that. And then also, Project L's a fucking tag fighter. Like, I'm hype as a fan of Blaze Blue Cross Tag and Skullgirls. I, I'm cool. Let's go. Heck. I've been I'm on... happy for it. Like Riot, Riot has, Riot has needed to do something like this for a long time because they needed to be doing something after they stripped all the extra game modes out of League. So, fucking League, damn it! But Project Dell and whatever their fucking MMO is, pro- hopefully, going to be good. It look Project Dell definitely looks good. Yeah. But I, I also got Valorant see has also game. like if they put their foot in like they're what Blizzard used to be right now. It took them a lot longer to get from one. I year. don't fully. They are definitely not peak Blizzard. They are nowhere near peak Blizzard, and they're not going to be near peak Blizzard for a long time. Like they don't have it in them to pull that off. And the reason why I say that is because they just stripped out everything out of like like I don't think you realize how bare bone leagues is league is at this point like literally at this point the only thing left in that bitch is the catalytic converter like i i have a feeling if i booted up league right now i wouldn't be able to tell the difference from the la- from every other time i've booted up league in my entire well, of life of course not because you didn't click on the well i'm pretty sure by the time you actually downloaded league in the first place They've already stripped everything out. Like, we used to have three different game modes. Now there's literally ranked and not ranked. Well, there's still ARAM. Thank God. If they stripped out ARAM, there'd be nothing left. But, like, Earth is rotating. We don't get Blood Moon anymore. We don't get All for One. We don't get Hexakill. We don't get fucking Ascension. Nor have they bothered to just make... We don't even get holiday maps anymore, bruh. Like, they can't even throw a Santa hat on Baron anymore. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, this year, in like, I haven't played Overwatch, and I know they're doing, like, Christmas stuff, but uh, none of the ongoing games... Well, I guess Fortnite's doing its stuff. Warcraft decided that Warcraft has like said had on the freaking raid boss on the myth, on the raid boss that's out right now. Oh yeah, even 14, the raid boss has a fucking Santa hat. What fourteen could really do is like make it snow. Like I know the city states have like special things, but like if there were like oh do this dungeon for this Christmas event and it'll be that's a- also something Warcraft Warcraft had the best holiday events. They really did. Like, like on Halloween, they would open up the special five-man where you could get the Headless Horseman mount. That was the only way you could get it. You had to fucking roll for that shit by grinding out that dungeon during, like, the week of Halloween. 
and it was a cool looking mount because it was like it was the only it was one of the only ways to get a horse that was on fire back then. So it always stood out. 14's like we gonna set our horses on different types of elemental fire. I mean, Warcraft has that now too, but it's also like <laughs> holiday mounts. Like that was how you got a reindeer. Like it was a good time. Like Warcraft knew how to throw a party for the holidays. Yeah. So this was all a tangent off multiverses. So, the next game that was on my list of games I played this year, I finally beat Final Fantasy VII Remake and the DLC. Sat down and put my time in that. Overwatch 2, played a lot of that. Season 1, haven't played it all. Season 2, I'm scared I'm going to... I will will say that that game sucks. (laughs) We got Gundam Evolution, and it's really just if I'm going to play a shooter with my friends, it's going to be... That game is fun. And that, Gundam is six v six instead of five v five. Also, it made everyone start watching Gundam again. Like I'm literally watching Double O. That's what I might do. I might watch whatever that one movie that's on Netflix is with the good Heck, animation. You got Hulu. There's a there's a couple. You got Double O. And I want to say Gundam Wing. Yeah, I got Hulu. So, but there's the one that's on Netflix that I've been meaning to watch. For like a month now, so since I have some time, I might watch it later today. Um, Capcom Fighting Collection, got that earlier in the year. Played all the games in that, got a bunch of trophies in that. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, beat it. Nice. Are you thinking about going back when New Game Plus finally hits? I mean, I still have a shit ton of side stuff to do, plus the post-game stuff, so I just beat it and set it down with a lot of content that's not New Game Plus stuff. I mean, I don't know if it has a photo mode or not, because I was just taking screenshots, because sometimes that game just looks that good, but uh, yeah, if they add like a photo mode, I might go back, do DLC stuff. Get some screenshots just because the particle effects on all those attacks. Everything, like, yeah. It's kind of like how, like, Marvel, different types of magic and different forms of, like, energy and, like, if this is related to time, it's going to be green. Or if this is related to, like, the different, I feel like God of War Ragnarok's really good about that. With, like, all its particle effects of, like, the blades, the axe, the weapon. uh, Say what it is. Like, you could just say what the weapon is. See, no, I don't want to spoil it. In case anybody's listening. I mean, you could say, like, if it's a spear, it's a spear. If it's a hammer, it's a hammer. Like, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Because, like part of the explanation of what it is and like what it means to Kratos is really cool. So, uh, Gundam evolution is the next one on the list. Uh, vampire survivors, Marvel. This was like a trio of just like these all came out this year and all kind of currently have a chokehold on me. Heck, I have most of the characters in freaking vampire survivors. Now I went through and got most of the coffins. Yeah, that's well, so, 
brings me to something I wanted to talk about on the podcast since it's what I've been dealing with. My Steam Deck crashed while updating, right? Right. Well, you know, the listeners don't know, and the video viewers are about to see if it'll turn on. It might have finally died. It was plugged in. It's not dead, like... I really don't know how you find these problems. I really don't. Right, and this was, like, just normal use. Okay. Oh, now it's turning on. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... It crashed while updating, because we got, like, new firmware a couple days ago, and... So I started the update. Vampire Survivors is open. I hit the button to close Vampire Survivors. It said exiting game. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the update happen. And then it crashes. And I turn it back on. And it gives me a bunch of errors. And then it gives me like this like BIOS level thing of the Steam Deck and apparently what happened is my Steam OS partition got corrupted because it crashed during an update. So what I need to do and I have a flash drive on the way to do this is get an image of Steam OS and like bring up the actual like boot menu and like load it off the flash drive. The problem is I don't have a USB-C and USB-A flash drive because my computer only has USB-A. My Steam Deck only has USB-C. So my options Wait, are I'm like... I'm surprised you don't have a uh, dongle. Not for USB-A to USB-C. Not because I barely, like, all my USB-C things... I want to say I got one with one of my Apple products, though. That's where I feel like I got mine. With oh, one of my fucking probably Apple a, your laptop. And... Okay. Yeah, I don't have a current MacBook. Even, like, the MacBook that I gave to Angelina doesn't have USB-C. Okay. So, yeah. All my USB-C things are, like, controllers, my Steam... Like, all things that take power. Yeah. Well, at least it's fixable. You yeah. Know, at least it's not entirely fucking bricked. It's just right. inconvenient. But you might as well learn how to get in the guts of that thing anyway, since, you know, we're modding the fuck out of it once we get it back up. Well, it's not even modding the fuck out of it. It's just getting remote play to work right. Being here, getting remote play to work right. And, you know, get some emulators on there while we're at it. Come on. I need more storage if we're going to do that. So that'll be on the list of things for me to get. I'll get a bigger SD card. Because I'm pretty sure all my stuff is going to just not be on there. Also. Might have to re-download your yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's fine. That's, that's nothing that serious. Right. I know my saves are in the cloud, so I'm good. <laughs> Like, oh, I checked yeah. on my computer. I'm like, oh, my vampire survivor save is not fucking lost. We're good. <laughs> so, and I mean, my Rise and my Persona saves came from my PC. Like, I've played more 
of those games on my actual PC itself than I have on my Steam Deck, so I know that those saves, even if the little bit of progress I put into, ooh, my Tetris, oh no, my Tetris Effect save is definitely in the cloud too, so we're good all around. It's just annoying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's one of those, how the fuck? Yeah, I would been. I would be just as annoyed if that happened to me. Speaking of that, I need to get some fucking dick clips to make sure my Steam, so I don't develop stick drift. I've been thinking about getting some Hall Effect sticks, but if I do, I'd put them in my PlayStation controller. The sticks. I want to build a fight stick. That's my next project. Oh yeah, that has been the one that like I was really thinking for my birthday in April. I'd do it, but I might do when I turn thirty. Like really, like buy, get art commissioned, like do all this stuff to like have one of those fight sticks. A fight stick that yeah, like heck, even my uh. Corey Revolution 4 I said like I want to change the uh, buttons I want to switch those to Soma buttons and I want a a Korean fathead stick I think I'm probably also going to go Sanwa if I'm being 100 here because that's what the because once again I a good chunk of my early video game playing is in the underground arcade the Street Fighter beta the Street Fighter beta had me bust this thing out like, I wish I had a better stick than this, just because this... Hey, I'm saying this right now. I'm saying this right now. You can, for, like, 10 bucks swap that swap... It would not cost that much to swap out at least the head on that stick. If not the entire thing. I mean, like, the buttons are good. Like, it's usable. It's just, like, not big enough. Yeah. And that's also something about the stick that I want to build. The stick I want to build, I want it to be smaller. Than what I have. I mean, if you want to sell your current stick, like this is a little bit too big for like. That's like the ideal size, in my opinion. Well, I mean, more for like travel. Like, if I'm sitting at home on my computer with stick and stuff, like it's fine. But and also, I need two sticks. Like, just <laughs> frankly, I need at least two sticks. You got to be. Uh... Sakurai and have the two at once and be labbing against yourself. And also it's like, you know, to be hospitable. Like if I if I if I'm playing fighting games with somebody and they're also a stick player, like I should have at least have a stick. Like I got pads. Like you could that's not a problem. But if someone comes in who plays stick or wants to learn stick, I only have one stick. <laughs> Okay, so we're getting close to the end of this list. Katana Zero played, like, more than half of that on my Switch earlier this year. Uh, Tetris Effect, I played through the campaign on Steam. Every time it's, like, on a new platform, I just get it and play through the campaign. So did that on the Steam Deck. Uh, Splatoon 3. Uh I I can't play Switch games anymore. Like, we were at Target the other day, and somebody bought Legends Arceus ahead of us in line, and I was like, I should go home and play that, and I was like, I don't want to play my Switch. <laughs> I was like, I'll play something on PlayStation. 
Uh, so, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, Crisis Core Reunion, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, the PS4 version. I think that's everything. Probably isn't. There were probably games I talked about on the show this year that I didn't bring up. Probably. Huh? I said probably. Yeah, but, you know. That's my yeah. list. I, I'm going to say 2020 was solid. Like 2020? I had a, 2022. 2020 oh was solid. I feel like this Horrible. has been 2020 part three. Yeah. That's literally what it's, what it's felt like. It was like it was a bad song when you thought it was just one verse, then they threw in a chorus, and like we're on verse three of 2020. So it's, it's more like when the when you're on the next song, and then you realize halfway through it has this random ass callback, something three songs ago. Right. All right, but uh, yeah, I played. I played a couple of games. Like Tunic was fun. That was a good. That was a good start for my uh, gaming of the year. Like a nice little bit of like nostalgia. A good style of nostalgia. It isn't just wholesale ripping off what was done in the past, but it understands it enough to do it in its own way. Even like it has. A, it has literally one of those plas- Those uh, paper game guys that used to come in our boxes back when we were kids. That would have lore and stuff, and Tunic was a good time. I'm real happy. Yeah, Tunic's one that like it's on my radar of pickups, but like there've just been a bunch of random pickups, like because I got Persona Five Royal PS5 version, I got Sonic Frontiers, I got Inscription. Like there've just been these pickups recently that I'm like, I'd really like to get into these, but. Right, and then heck, my I still have like a list of PC games that I still need to get through. Like Midnight Fight Express, I was so excited for that, but then I got distracted by something. I need to play that. And then uh, Butterfly, this uh, developer in Savannah that Madrid like put us onto a while ago. Like I follow them on Instagram, and every time they do a game, like they put out a couple 3DS games late in the 3DS cycle, and I got those. And now they had a game that was on Steam, and it's only a dollar, so I scooped that. And then I want to say, uh, Vampire Smile, the second one, or the Dishwasher Vampire Smile. I think I got that for like two bucks, so. Oh, and if you're here right now, Skullgirls is on sale. Oh, yeah. Skullgirls. Well, I, the only person that I 100% know is here in chat right now is Trashboat, and I know Trashboat has Skullgirls. Because it's so good. Yeah. And the uh, the season pass is like 50% off. Like, that's a really good deal. Like, Skullgirls is pretty consistently on sale, but the season pass, I might... If I didn't already do this at some point, like I feel like I might have done this during Evo of gotten the season pass on uh, PC. Like I'm hoping Skullgirls gets crossplay because they're bringing the Switch and like Xbox is getting a version, they're bringing that to parity, and then the Switch version is getting brought to parity, and they're going to sell the season pass on all those platforms. Like putting crossplay in Skullgirls would be really dope. 
Because them fighting herds has crossplay. I feel like that just needs to be a re- just a, that just needs to just three hundred percent be a thing in all multiplayer games. Just we're getting there. Like more and more games are coming out and are just having crossplay as like a given. So also, it's going to keep your game alive, especially if you with those online components. Like nothing will kill a game faster than being locked into a locked into the console's version of a hype cycle. Right, uh, that's Mobile Suit, like not Gundam Evolution, but like Battle Operation Two. That's the other free to play one that's on consoles. But apparently, it's like everybody who's there is just playing content way higher level than you, so you can't even see them. And when you post stuff, it's so much lower level than them that they don't see you. So you kind of have to go in with your own squad to get things done. And it's a gotcha game on top of that. So it's like... And it's a fucking gotcha game. I don't know. I asked for like a console gotcha, but Gundam's not the property that's going to get me there. I'm going to tell you right now, no. That's the thing. As someone who's done in-game of multiple different gotchas, no, you don't. Bleach is here. The only thing is, I can't link my Bleach account with my Bleach account, so. But even with Bleach, it's. It's no, that's straight up the exact same. No, 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 gotcha. no, no. It's a gotcha. No, it's a gotcha game, but it's like it's end game. It's just going back to the gotcha. You know, because the worst, because the, the the part of what makes most gotcha games shit when it comes to their end game is what you're doing is you're just rolling for stats on items. Meaning, your items are going to suck 95% of the time. Right. And you're just going to be using your resources, playing the game to get shit gear. And then you're going to quit because you're tired of trying to chase that perfect set for a game where if the end game's PvP... You're not going to really be able to compete because of whatever the fucking whale team meta is these days. Right. That's going to dominate the very top of the leaderboards. Or there really isn't any in-game content that requires that level of gear, which then makes you go, why the hell am I grinding for this gear in the first place? See, that's I always quit when it's the grinding for gear part. Like, I'll play through the content. That... That's why I feel like Genshin. I might need to... Because no. Genshin's another console gotcha. No. There's just bother. content in Genshin, though. But There's actual content. content though, but that's the thing about it. It's shit content. Like... As, as someone who's went back this year to play Genshin to see what this all this new content was, I I still haven't even made it to the second, third fucking continent. I haven't made it to the land of lightning because it's just like, I don't care. I don't find any of y'all that compelling. Like, I don't even have to interact with like a third of the systems to complete this. So why do I care? That's just me. Yeah. And I mean... 
I'm closer on the gotcha scale to you than Madrid or Chris, so I can get where you're coming from on a lot of the things. And I just know that you and Juwan play a lot more gotchas than I do and have, like, gotten into a lot more. So if I'm looking for a recommendation, like, I wish the the only gotcha game that we have that involves Monster Hunter here in the West is that, like, Capcom. It's not Pokin, but it's something like that. It's named... Oh, it's- Huh? No, not Teppin. Teppin, I, yeah, it is Teppin. I thought Teppin was the Pokemon clone. No. Wait, no, that's Temtem. <laughs> okay, okay. I see where Teppin is the uh, Capcom card battler thing, but uh, yeah, that'd be the one thing that has Monster Hunter, but I also don't want to that's like a horizontal, like, that's... However playing that game is is something that just made it not appealing. Like, Marvel Snap's really appealing because it's vertical, it's super fast. I think really just the thing about Teppin is that Teppin, it was just faster Hearthstone. And then Marvel Snap is just faster that. Marvel Snap has officially pissed me off, so I've stopped playing. <laughs> What'd it do? Well, no, it's just that I'm in pool three of the collection and I'm realizing that getting new cards fucking sucks. Like, honest to God, the process of getting new cards sucks. And I'm tired of it. Do you still out here playing? You know, like, I'll play like one or two games every once in a while, but it's like, it's not, it's just that getting cards and making decks is what's fun because the games are so short, you can start building decks and do that stuff. But the way you get cards is just getting lame. Because it's basically what it's now 100% RNG. That's basically what it is. You are not guaranteed a card every eight collection levels. But you have a chance to get a card every eight collection levels. And then, unlike with the previous pools, where you were guaranteed a card in that pool, now you might get a card. You might, you're basically going to get whatever card you don't have. So that could be from pool three. That could be from pool four or five. With varying drop rates accordingly. And that gets real annoying when you get a hundred fucking collector's tokens. One hundred collector's tokens for not getting a card. Meaning, if you low roll and not get a card and you only get collector's tokens, you would have to go up 80 collection levels to be able to get enough tokens to buy a Series 3 card. Like, it's like that system becomes shit, especially when the meta rears his ugly head and everyone's playing She-Hulk death leader decks. And it's just like, oh, I don't have that card or I don't have the card that actually is able to deal with that card. I guess it's just fuck me. It honestly is starting. And it's like, it's only a problem to me because I don't have access to new cards, meaning I can't build these interesting decks or make a, or make a second style of a deck in the same archetype. Yeah. 
But, you know, hopefully in the new year, they'll have, you know, that's my thing. I wish they'd let me buy, like, a pack of cards. See, this is the, but that's the problem. See, that's the thing about it is, if they let you buy a pack of cards... Really, the problem is, is the fact that they have it at every eight. They need to drop that to four because it's RNG-based. It's simple as that. It's take the boosters out of the collection track. No one gives a fuck. Take the boosters out. Put in collector's tokens. That's all you have to do. If the collection track was literally just credits, collector's tokens, and cards, we'd be fine. And then also, once you get into, like over a thousand and you get the gold collector's boxes, you now have variants in there. So it's like you may get a card, you may get a variant, or you'll get collector's tokens, maybe some gold or credits. They need to take credits and they just need to take credits out entirely. Like put the, put credits like in the collector's track, Take out the boosters entirely, because honestly, you don't need the extra boosters. The right. random boosters that are in the collection strap, that is that's a waste of space. You don't need that. Because you get six boosters. Every time you play a game, you get six boosters for a random card in your deck. So, you know? Yeah. So it's like, why am I wasting a whole collector's track reward on, on fucking boosters Yeah. when I'm getting them consistently from playing the game? You know, like, that's the problem with And also, every single one of their bundles is overpriced and sucking dick. I'm just saying that now. Like every single out, except for the first, the the Captain America. Yeah, yeah outside of that, unfair. every other bundle has been at like at least forty bucks. And that ain't happening. Most of them have actually been a hundred. Just frankly. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And then that uh, fucking Fantastic Four one was bad. Like, the art on that stuff is just bad. Just inherently. Well, you know, I think going into 2023, we're going to get, like, a lot of improvements. Like, I think whatever the first season of the year is, like, whenever that starts for Overwatch... I think Overwatch might get itself back into a good place. I'm hoping Marvel Snap, uh, their January season, they have another opportunity. Because a lot of the changes they've made that I've seen since I stopped playing, I'm like, yes, I have seen that the bundles are atrociously priced. And I'm just like, oof. I'm like, that Captain America one was reasonable. I did that, didn't have Captain America that early on, had, and that's a decent card for, like, a starter deck. Hey, that's, like, it's solid into pool three. It's solid, like, that's, he's really good in a Spectrum ongoing deck. Like, or any deck where, like, all you're really trying to do is win one lane so you could set up your big power push and turn six, like, Cap is really good. Okay. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get going? Nah. Wanted to hit this Christmas Eve recording 
don't didn't want to miss. Uh, oh, I actually yeah. uploaded. I actually uploaded kind of late this week, so like at least people will have something to listen to. And you know, it's Christmas Eve. We're live. Got a trash boat in the chat. You know, so. Uh, nothing major, but I am excited to see what we get uh, next year. And also, so I could have more time to finish my fucking backlog of shit from everywhere. Right. We're getting closer to Rise coming to PlayStation. I got Crisis Core ready to go. Persona, I might do some Persona 5 Royal. Start that game for like a fifth time. I think I might start Persona 3. I think I might plug in the PS3 and actually play Persona 3 again. Yeah, I mean... The fact, and, it, and I will say, it still pisses me off that Atlas went the lazy route and did Persona 3 Portable instead of porting FES. And you can't say no bullshit about Spaghetti Code because it's on the fucking PS3. Yeah, but that was just within one of their, like... PlayStation has these weird emulators for their own stuff. That hey, they I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. If you can't play a native PS3 game, I believe there's not a native a way to easily port Persona uh, 3 Fest to like would, X86. Either. I think, I personally think it is. And if they wanted to, they could, but they made too much money off of 5 that they don't honestly care anymore. Straight up. I mean, they. They kind of squandered their 25th anniversary. See what I'm saying? It's like... They at least showed Persona 1 and 2 some love in that. Right. But that's my point, though. It's like, Persona 5 did well enough that they're like, eh, we don't... But that's also what they did with Persona 4 when it came out. Like, Atlas kind of does that. Whereas, like, whatever's made us the most money right now is the thing we really care about. Yeah. And I mean, they're working on Project Re Fantasy and Persona 6, apparently. Whatever the f- so. And I'm going to tell you right now, I I will say this now. Persona 5 is my least favorite Persona game. Like, personally. I don't know. I like all of them differently for different reasons and in different ways. 4 is probably my favorite, but... I still really like three, and I really like five. Three is my favorite. But once again, I say this every time I talk about five. It is entirely too long for no fucking reason. Yeah. Like, just straight up. It's so long, it stops being fun. It's like, at this point, I'm going to play something else. Simple as that. Yeah. Like, why is that game longer than every other Persona game combined? And Royal's even longer than base P5. Hey. The Platinum's quicker, though. <laughs> hey, look, they threw you a bone somewhere. All right. Well, remember, until next time, you can follow us all collectively around the internet at You can follow me on Twitter at Anton Six Channel. Where can people find you? If you Google Squid Bishop, you'll find me. Okay. Um, 
This has been a No It's Good production. The video version is edited by Lana Twisted Mind. The audio version is edited by Ino Jones. Until next time, keep it cheesy.